go broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia on Caldonia's Crossroads Radio. You are now live from the Midnight Circus. This is Lahamadu, and I got a great show for you today. Today, our featured artist is Mississippi McDonald. He's got a brand new release out. We'll be listening to tracks from that. And of course, we'll be talking with Mississippi McDonald at the top of the hour. You're not going to want to miss that interview. Now, this is the voice of Indie Blues. This is the show that brings you nothing but currently touring artists who are out there creating new, original music rooted in the blues. We embrace the diversity of music that always has and still is being created from those roots. Now, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. We got some great articles, CD reviews, artist interviews, and so much more. And you can nominate your favorite artist for an Independent Blues Awards. In the meantime, I got some great new music I know you're going to love. And I want to introduce you to some great new artists. And of course, you know me, I aim to misbehave.
miles to go It may get rough There will be times You feel you had enough There will be times Where you wanna give Cause if you're up We're feeling low Of China plates, a bowls and rice and beans. She loves. 
She's mixing up flapjacks by the stack 2 p.m. we're making love at a junker part out back 9 o'clock she's in a fog down a deep dark hole Tomorrow it's like Groundhog Day that woman's on the road Peace of family ain't no way between Eat steaks off china plates or bowls of rice and beans
storms coming. You can just pull up your shows, curl up in a duvet, maybe even draw up a bath and see where the night takes you. Sounds real nice. Find. It's time to 
daddy can't feel Mama feel too much Daddy can't feel Mama feel too much I'm over in the corner Too high to touch
Yeah.
Here's the blues scale. Now you sing it with me. like this.
artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution. And now, here's an indie blues double shot from our featured artist today, Mississippi McDonald. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up right after these songs. Well, all right. Gotta tell you my 
Got a B3 in your bed Records all set down Mark, you're drinking cherry red Three o'clock in the morning When you rest your weary head Baby Way alive She said I don't like your blues I heard it twice The first time And we got Mississippi McDonald on the line right now. Hey, guy, how you doing? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. Now, this is the first time you've been on our show, and we always like to start things off by giving our fans an opportunity to get to know who you are. And the best way to do that is by your story, your, story, your journey up to this point. So give us the story of Mississippi right. McDonald. Okay, well, I am from uh, from London, England. I'm from uh, I am from the Delta, the, uh, the the River Thames Delta. Though. There you go, um, not the Mississippi Delta, but so that gives me some some credibility at least. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm a blues a blues singer and guitar player from from London. I've been playing since I was uh, 11 years old, and um, I'm 40 43 now. And uh, yeah, I've got a new record out and i'm delighted to be talking to you and your uh, and your listeners this is really really something special this is a dream a dream come true for a brit boy okay well you know every um musician every artist you know always has that moment within their career where choices were laid out before them they could have been an accountant or a musician (laughs) what was that pivot point for you where you knew music was a career path for you it was it was a it was a Wednesday or a Tuesday in November of 1991. There you go. And uh, I, 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 it's a very specific answer. But I went to I went to a gig and I went to see Chuck Berry um, down in Plymouth, which is in the southwest of uh, of, of England. And um, he 
he was great i mean really really great and i'd never seen anything like this before i think i was 12 or 13 years old and he played for two hours and he didn't always play for two hours i think in his sets but he had something really special he had a cherry red 335 and he made it sound like the record and i remember being sat there thinking um i'm i'm slightly terrified by this because i don't know how he's doing it and why he's doing it and how he's making it sound like that but i've got to find some way of working this out and getting involved and that was that you know that that was the seminal moment i'll never forget it i was sat there awestruck by by seeing something so incredible wow okay now uh let's talk a little bit about uh this new release now mm-hmm. Every artist, when they put together a release, they always either have a goal in mind or there is a specific um, um, message that they're looking to put across. What was your goal or message for this particular release? Sure. Well, this came out of lockdown. And, um, you know, lockdown has been a, a very, very difficult time for, for, for everybody, you know, let alone um, musicians. And certainly here in the UK, there were long periods of time where um, we were effectively stuck at home, allowed out for, for half an hour a day. And, and I, I had to make something of that time. And so I sat down to write and I sat down to write songs and write music. And um, after a while, I came up with, uh, with the eight songs that, that are on the track plus, uh, plus a cover. And, and I think it's about resilience. And I think there's a story that, that you know, that things will get better and, and things will improve. And actually, you know, there's, there's always a, um, you know, there's always a, something to strive for, something to aspire for. And, and there's always some joy. And, and no matter how hard times are, then things will always somehow get better. And I think that's what, you know, that's what this record is about. Okay. Now, as a songwriter... Uh, when you sit down to begin that process, what's kind of your uh, method that allows you to tap into the muse? What What is your process when you sit down to write? Yeah, it doesn't come easy. It really, really doesn't. I've, I've been fortunate enough to have six or seven albums now, um, but I find it very difficult. So what will happen is nothing for ages and ages and all of a sudden out of somewhere there'll be an idea or an inspiration or a, a, a little something and, and then it will just all come pouring out so i've got to make sure i do a couple of things i've got to make sure that i've got a, a pen near me and some paper or luckily with the invention of the iphone of course i can make some notes where, wherever i am um, so there's that part of it but also sometimes you'll just hear something or there'll be a, a groove or a feeling that, that that you want to get and it just sticks in your um you know sticks in your um uh in your mind almost and occasionally you'll need to come back to things so so ideas that you've had set aside for ages and ages then um you know there may be may, maybe some kind of you know little little gold in there in some lyrics that you've that you've you kept or or some tunes um but the main thing is keep a pen and paper and never throw anything away okay now uh let's talk a little bit about that now if you use a lot of artists have have um embrace technology as as part of their their toolkit uh yeah. when they sit down to write uh and of course the the uh the cell phone is a huge thing for for songwriters because they can capture all those momentary ideas what are some of the other tools that you found useful when you sit down to write yeah um technology has really changed incredibly in in the last few years now when i when i first started out i remember going to studios and and there was a, a it was a set of eight track akai dat machines and they were as tall as a 
um, as a refrigerator in the corner of the room. Um, and that you know kit was really expensive and hard to come by. But now, what you can have at home with Cubase or um, you know uh, Amplitude for guitars, uh, Isotope mastering software, and and all of that kind of stuff, even kind of vocal correction, it's just available to anyone with a PC. Um, and, you know, on, even on the iPhone and, and, and iOS devices, there's GarageBand. So suddenly there's this great democratization of all of this technology. And I think in some ways that it's, it's led to a, an enormous burst of creativity um, amongst, uh, amongst musicians who can now produce and set up and record and do all of these things at home, which they never, never would have been able to before. So it's really exciting as an era. Cool. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about Melody. Um, a lot of songwriters, you know, they, they find their melodies either in a groove or a chord structure, or sometimes they just allow the words, the, the, the meter to kind of dictate where it should go. What is kind of your go-to when you start searching for the melodies? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. And actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of answer it in an oblique way, which is that I think in, in blues, it's, it's the space that makes the difference. Um, so, so you know, when I'm thinking of a song, I'm thinking about the groove, I'm thinking about the, the hook and the payoff. But it's really important to have that sense of, 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 of space within there. So in a guitar part, to like B.B. King would, to, to, to play a lick and, and let, you know, what doesn't happen in between that almost just, you know, inform the groove and, and, and the feeling. And you see a lot of these fantastic players, like Albert King was a master at it as well. Mm. That 1968 recording, Blues Power, um, you know, live wire blues power. When he sings the title track from that, it's just killer stuff. And a lot of it is is blank space. So I think you've got to look at it in the totality. Okay. Now, of course, every songwriter gets to that moment where they have to put the pen down. They have to decide that the song is finished. Um, and every songwriter has their way of of making that determination. How do you determine when a song is finished to move from that writing phase into the production phase? Yeah, it's it's actually an iterative thing for me. And I work very closely with Phil Phil Deering from L Sound Studios, who who also plays on the record. And what we we'll typically do is I'll pull together a demo and some parts, and then we'll bring it into the studio. And we'll we'll work through and, and build it up slowly, part by part. Um, we also think about not just the music, but also the kind of what does the band look like? How's it going to sound? How are we going to mix left and right, forwards and backwards? But there always comes a point where you know we kind of spark between us and go, yeah, that's a winner. That that's going to do it. You know, it, it it's almost that kind of if you're looking for a single moment, it's that it's that joint moment of excitement. I think. Okay. Well, you mentioned going in the studio and building up the tracks uh, because, mm. you know, uh, that's another art form in itself, you know, working in that environment. And having a good song gives you something to say. But the studio and creating that sound, the identity of the song is is an art in itself. It not only identifies the song, but it identifies you as an artist, your sound. How do you like to achieve that in that environment? Yeah, we we think a lot about um, kind of visualizing what the band would sound like. And on this record, what we've deliberately tried to do is to sound very much like that kind of, you know, imagine we were in sort of 1971 in a theater in Chicago. And there was a, you know, there was a horn section that was to the left of the drums and, 
and you know th- this was the kit that we were using and that guitar player had a fender amp that that kind of thing and i think we we think and talk a lot about um the you know how it all fits together and 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 hangs together like we're very very mindful about that and and in the sense of being respectful to the music but understanding like how we might create that 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 overall sound as well and what we want to do is to make it hang together as a piece so in this album um you know there's a lot of horns there's a lot of hammond that sits beneath it there's some piano but we're trying to make the instruments mix with each other and blend with each other and talk with each other and to allow space for for you know for the vocals and the lead guitar and all of those things to 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 kind of sail okay now um let's talk about the lineup on this who's playing on this yeah so we've got uh phil phil deering um who's a long-term long-term friend and collaborator um so phil's done a lot of the keyboards and uh, the guitar um elliot balgen on on bass guitar elliot and i have known each other for over half our lives actually um we've been in a whole bunch of bands together he's a he's a really great bass player and we've got mark mark johnson brown um on drums and uh those those guys are my live band as well and um we had lucy lucy deering who's uh, phil's wife who's got the most fantastic voice and uh she helped us with uh, with the bvs okay now um of course, when you when you record a project, you have to get it, of course, out there. You have to create your team. Um, and you're working with Betsy Brown from Blind Raccoon uh, to do your PR and radio. Uh, tell me a little bit about that uh, relationship. Yeah, so uh, Betsy's been fantastic. Um, I'm delighted to be able to work with her and her team. Um, a great team there, and they've got some uh, some fabulous fabulous artists on their roster and i'm you know i'm overjoyed to be in their be in their company and not just today but in the past they've had uh, otis clay uh, fan- mm-hmm. a great great hero of mine um i stood next to him uh, at ov Wright's graveside one one afternoon which was a real experience as well as uh, bobby rush and buddy guy um say so some incredible company there i was lucky enough this summer to get signed to another planet music apm records uh, here in the UK, so um, Mark uh, from from APM has been a real real support. Um, it's been a real blessing and opportunity for me uh, this year, and it's through those connections that it's all happened. But I've really got a, an amazing team of, of first class people around me here, particularly Betsy and, and Mark. So um, yeah, real, uh, it's a thing, <laughs> and I'm so proud and delighted. Now, um, one of the things I think is the the elephant in the room is that um, when a an artist goes into the studio to record a new project. Um, it's not cheap. You know, it's not right. cheap to go into the studio to record. It's not cheap to create, you know, uh, a PR campaign, uh, a radio campaign. Um, you know, all of this takes money. And you look at where your return on investment is. Uh, it, it's not in recorded music. In fact, since streaming has been so prevalent and that the consumer now has embraced that as a way to consume music their um perception of recorded music has shifted from a product that they used to purchase to now a service that's Mm -hmm. available on their phone 24 7 um how has this shift in consumers perception affected you as an artist 
Yeah, I, that's a that's a great question. Lots to kind of think about there. Um, you know, and as well as the cost of the studio, you should see the repayments on Fender Custom Shop guitars as well. So I'm, I will be underwater for some time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's really interesting. I think I think you've got to look at it in in the round, really. Um, you know, previously I think there was revenue and income from from physical sales. Um, you know, and but now touring, playing live, merchandise, um, what have you, all of these things are important. And I think as an artist, you have to have all of those, you know, elements and strings strings to your bow. It's obviously been very, very difficult um, recently for, for any kind of live performance. It's only just coming back, um, you know, in, in the last kind of couple of months here. I mean, we were lucky to play the 100 Club in, in central London legendary venue on, on last tuesday night and we had a sellout crowd there of, of 400 which was which was fabulous but that's been few and far between um I, I think artists have to be equipped to look at the future as well now I, I don't think it's just about kind of physical sales i think there's also presence and content and um you know ha- having access and being being available social media all of those sorts of things but you have to think of yourself as a, a as a, a business i guess really you know well, yeah, and, and I agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, uh, an independent artist is basically a small business, uh, right. and you have to look at it that way. But the product now has changed. I mean, the product used to be the recorded music, the recorded product. That was what you sold, but now the product is now the brand. Um, people are now buying into the brand uh, of of the artist that they listen to. Uh, it's no longer, you know, what they produce but you invest in them as a brand more or less and i think that was accelerated by the shutdown of the pandemic and this world of content creation where artists were doing live streams they were doing yeah. um, music videos they were doing instagram yeah. they were doing tiktok and all of exclusive that exclusive content all those sorts of things and right. some artists have done fantastically well at that and it's been really engaging i think what's really interesting as well is it gives a um almost a kind of connection a, a personal connection to see these artists up close and to be able to interact with them i know eric bibb um who who's in he lives in sweden he's fantastic a musician um we really love him over here he's been doing a lot of sort of patreon um uh, sessions and also offering um live lessons as well and can you imagine how uh, you know how cool that would be to to have a you know a one-on-one tuition with with someone like that who you know people really look up to and admire as a master of their craft I and mean, it's a really exciting era this i think Oh, well, most definitely. And and I think um, what's happening is, with especially with the, like you said, the, the, the fans are looking for that connection. Um, they're looking for, I guess, that, that feeling of investment in the artist. You know, you get, right. you know, like yeah. Taylor Swift, you know, she goes around and finds her super fans and then they, she invites them to her house to yeah, listen to a new that. project. <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, you know, Tim McGraw is on TikTok and he um, looks for people that are covering his songs and he comments on them. You know, a great voice. Love this arrangement. You know, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, David Grohl, you know, was doing drum battles yeah. with an 11 year old girl drummer. Ended up bringing her on stage at a stadium um, to play with the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, you know, isn't it incredible? I, I, when I was... Um when I was 18 years old, I went to see B.B. King 
at the Albert Hall, the Royal Albert Hall in mm-hmm. London. And uh, we queued up outside the artist entrance. I don't know if you know the venue, but it's kind of big, big circular venue, lovely Victorian building, very old, very historic. And uh, Mr. King arrived in his limousine and he got out of the limousine and um, he walked up through the crowd and I stuck my hand out and uh, he took my hand and shook my hand and we looked at each other. I looked at him in the eye for what felt like, you know, like it must have been a fleeting second, but it made such an incredible impression on me and it completely changed my life i think as well as that chuck berry moment so the point being that 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 contact and you know the that that sort of opportunity to meet folks like you know tim mcgraw or or that i mean what a what a fantastic thing and so a lot of this technology is is you know opening up opportunity which i think never existed before i think it's fabulous yeah. yeah, and and well, BB was famous um, for his graciousness to the to his fan base. Um, yes, you know yeah. I've been backstage with BB many times, and and oh, lucky you! And yeah. he would sit in his dressing room, and he would make sure that everyone that was came to meet him backstage yeah had that yeah. opportunity and How fantastic uh, yeah, and what a wonderful articulate and kind man he oh, was oh yeah well. he was a phenomenal yeah. man yeah. uh i know one time my wife and i were backstage and bb came in the room and he said to my wife he said please sit and she says no i'm good i'm good and he says you have to because i need to sit and i can't sit in the presence of a lady and, oh wow yeah. and so that was his thing he had all the women had to be seated um you know and you know have a place and every woman got a rose um when, that's extraordinary yeah and no, he was, i, I want to hear about that I, I, don't don't worry about interviewing me i'd like to hear more of these <laughs> stories this is where it's at so. <laughs> yeah well he he was a really great uh and gracious yeah. person not only with his time but also with his stage a lot of young artists had the yes. opportunity to perform with him so yeah. uh, and he was very uh, uh supportive of young artists yeah. uh, now let's talk a little bit uh about um this this new technology called nfts um which it looks like is going to redefine the music industry as a whole um Right now, you know, uh, non-fungible tokens are being used to sell art. Um, big money is being spent on it. You know, NBA top shots, there's a big money on those collectible cards. But this blockchain technology is going to allow for new streaming entities to come up that will immediately pay artists their proper share Um automatically through these contracts mm-hmm. um what do you think of this technology going forward and what would you like to see as the industry moves into this new direction yeah so i, I i'm not so so close to that that technology as such but but i recognize that the, this is an era of of disruption uh, and i think that the you know musicians and labels and and you know artists and what have you need to be able to stay kind of one one step ahead of that and 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 think more in the realms rather than you know just the music that they're, that they're producing as, as you say this is you know in any small business being able to reinvent yourself and and understand innovation and adapt to it and and and, and you know have a have a handle on that t- technology quickly probably makes a difference between surviving and not surviving but i'm fascinated to see where this goes it's a really interesting concept you know, yeah. we were talking earlier about the metaverse and and you know licensing 
um imagery and what you know things that don't physically exist but do in, in an avatar as well i mean yeah can you imagine a mississippi mcdonald avatar <laughs> yeah what could it be like i don't know well i mean you <laughs> this has been uh being done for for years uh you go to like uh second life you can as an artist book yourself into a virtual club create a virtual concert and have people pay you virtual um, uh, cryptocurrency uh, within this world there there are actually blues yeah, clubs um, in second life are they really yeah. i did not know that i yeah, did not I know, know that that's I know some um, artists that that never leave their house that all they I do is it. perform in second life I've got to raise my technological game here. <laughs> you know, I, 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 maybe, I, you know, in the past, of course, used to be able to franchise people out. You know, wasn't it the village people had, had several different village peoples on the road at any one time? But I think I've got to, I've got to, I've got to raise my game here and uh, um, start thinking about how I can replicate myself in cyberspace. <laughs> there you go. Now, of course, we're, we're, we're getting back to uh, touring again, little by mm-hmm. little, as, as the pandemic starts to subside. You know, we're getting peaks in, you know, with the Omicron variable, the Delta variable. Right. Um, but we're still trying to get back to some sense of, of normalcy. And yeah. every artist is facing challenges as they move forward towards this this world of, of being normal again and getting back on the road and touring again because let's face it that is the revenue stream for an independent artist um what are some of the challenges that you're facing as you move towards going back to performing live yeah so it's very interesting i'm, I'm based in london in, in, in the uk and i think the situation's probably a little 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 different here for a long time lots and lots of uncertainty cancelled shows um you know very very difficult for musicians um and and promoters and and venues and the hospitality industry in in general frankly um we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel here and and luckily this time it isn't the train um gigs are starting back up and uh folks are starting to to book i was actually at the albert hall uh, on on Thursday night, seeing a seeing a UK band, and I know that we've got some some US artists coming over here. I think we've got Robert Cray coming in March. I've got a ticket for that, which will which will be brilliant. Um, it it's been a period of of disruption, and and not in the technological sense as well. M- many gigs have been scheduled and rescheduled and rescheduled again. Um, it's difficult to get shows uh, and and book in new um as uh, as as an artist because there are cancellations that need to be fulfilled um next year i think promoters have 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 definitely struggled um but there are pockets of 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 real success i know that festivals are coming back um the uh, the 100 club in london we had a sellout crowd extraordinarily on uh, on on tuesday night uh, and i know that, that you know larger tours um are back um certainly the the bigger venues i went to see uh, a, a band new order funnily enough a manchester band at the o2 which is a very big venue holds twenty thousand. very well organized over here um we have what's known as the nhs covid pass so you have to show proof of vaccination or um or recent you know negative test and what have you i think it's going to be bumpy for for a while yet um but what I do sense is that, that, you know, people have quite frankly had enough of staying in and watching TV. Um, we've got to get out back to the shows. Um, there's nothing like the excitement and the passion of, 
of live music and as much as it's a a, a revenue stream um it's it's people's lives and and people's emotions and 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 it's you know us us musicians um there's nothing like the feeling of of all of that loading the van getting the gear on stage the anticipation the excitement can't wait for it to come back and and the sooner the sooner it does the better yeah i definitely agree uh, well, you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us. And uh, we're going to give everyone out there an Indie Blues double shot from your new release. And uh, you guys may just want to turn it up. Screw the neighbors. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> Alright. 
Whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution.
turn it up real good. Got my balls all together, bring some blues to your neighborhood. I got the double trouble action. Sure as hell, gonna have a good time. Good time. I gotta represent Toronto. I got me P.I.D.S. I got pride. I'm going down to Grossman's. Have some fun tonight. There's a party up in here and everything feels right. I got my friends here with me. And my guitar by my side. You damn right. Oh, I ain't afraid to say it. I got B-I-A-D-E. Yes, I got pride. And if you can't get with the rhythm, something just ain't right. Move with the music. Just for fun tonight. Feel the rhythm. Feel the power. Sick it to your soul. Gotta live the blues. Gotta feel it. Right, weird as a white guy, but I'm here and I'm queer and I'm quite nice. Well, we slice much sharper than knife fights. If they want the funk, they can have it for the right price. Right, right, but like, what is the verse worth? What if it's worse and perfect when the words work? Well, why not just hit it with some beautiful genius truth, a meaning, and absurd verse? Because I don't know that I won't go stop when I go off, no one. Fair enough, just vote with dope. I hope so, but how do you know, though? Because we're hitting them with some go for rope flow. Oh! Your eyes and your 
preceding program was recorded earlier, so the producer and cast didn't have to walk home in the dark.
storm's coming. You can just pull up your shows, curl up in a duvet, maybe even draw up a bath and see where the night takes you. That sounds real nice.
You no longer have to hear the blues in a smoke-filled nightclub on the edge of town. It's a pleasant environment, but uh, but in the 21st century, uh, you know, you don't even have to leave the couch. Just turn on the TV and commercials or as theme songs, you will see and hear the blues are everywhere. I'm Elwood.
you realize how could there possibly be this many blues
tell you about this We met at a party a couple weeks ago Where that would lead, how could we ever know We talked and laughed, I wish the night would never end You really did something to me, couldn't wait to see you again One night as I walked into my favorite place I saw you sitting there, the tears rolling down your face As I comforted you, and I held you tight You told me all the things he does, and how he doesn't treat you right You and I both needed someone that understands Make me feel so good For holding you so tight Baby, our friends and our families They could never understand Cause you're somebody's woman And I'm somebody else's man I got something so wrong Feel so right I got something so wrong Can't keep this a secret I want everyone to know When they all find out How many tears are gonna flow The hurt and the trials That we're both gonna have to go through All I know is that I don't I wanna live my life without you You and I both needed Someone that understands Make me feel so good For holding you so tight Maybe our friends and our families They can never understand Cause you're somebody's woman And I'm somebody else's man I got something so wrong
sentiments Solve the mystery All the words cannot express Some say it's sunshine Some say it's rain I rode up the easy way Gone down on a midnight train And I That's it. That's my show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you heard some artists that you didn't know about and enjoyed some artists that you did. And remember, all of these artists that I played on this show are out there right now, touring and creating new original music rooted in the blues. If you want to keep the blues alive, you have to support the artists who are out there creating that new music. Because it is a living art form that is being performed every single night somewhere in the world. So, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingthescene.org. You can find out about some great new artists and the ones that we played on this show tonight, add them to your playlist. And you can discover them on our website. So, till next time, this is Lahamadou. Tech, I'm out of here. Baby, just gone away. Doctor, things left on with my friend. I gone, lost my dog, I'm alone. Just fought somebody. I mean, found it funny. Got knocked in the head, man, by old friends Now lie me and think I'm dead Drink so long Gonna drink for the old damn time Gonna keep back in the seat Till I can handle it See, bombs up Too many things drink for Fill her up, more, 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 more And bombs up I ain't here for flow Fill her up, more, 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 more And bombs up Too many things drink for I'm